0: Welcome to Brad is a Bad Person. My name is Morgan, and I am joined, as always, by Brad, who is a bad person, and Lachlan. In this episode, we'll be recapping ethics because we spent half of our philosophy season just talking about ethics. We'll do a separate recap for the other episodes. Now, the title of this podcast is Brad is a Bad Person, so it would seem that these ethics episodes would really give Brad a chance to showcase his badness. But as those who have come on this journey with us know, we have actually discovered something we weren't expecting, something dark and disturbing. And that is that Lachlan, who we assumed was a good person, is actually a bad person. And not only that, <laughs> but he is much a much worse variant of bad than Brad. it's a nihilism and detached indifference to his moral failings he is bad yes but he doesn't even seem to care say what you want about brad and we will but at least he tries to justify his moral failings sure he is injudicious and his reasoning is dissonant but at least he doesn't revel in the wicked We hear Brad say, I haven't done anything wrong when he commits to an unconscionable decision, perhaps indicating that he may be redeemable, if only we can help him understand the palpable deficiencies of his moral reasoning. (laughs) But Lachlan, on the other hand, he luxuriates in his iniquitous resolutions. When asked to justify an abominable decision, he has stated with no shame, I'm not saying that it is right, but I'd still do it. Really, can such a nihilist be redeemed? Seemingly, only deliverance through divine providence will suffice. So, let us pray. How are we going tonight?
1: Did you already have a thesaurus, or did you have
2: to go out and buy one? <laughs> oh, holy shit. I'm not sure who got shit on more there, me or Lachlan, but goddamn, that's fucking fun. Yeah,
0: I was I was going to yeah. say, I've, um, I've just gone on a rant insulting you guys, so I think it's only fair that I give you a chance to attack me back, so do you guys want to call me a robot or something?
2: <laughs> seems like yeah. the Oh, no, he's become self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: it out. Um, uh, see, the thing The thing is you can insult me about knowing that I'm doing the wrong thing all you want but it's not going to change my mind because I already know I'm doing the wrong thing <laughs> and I already don't care.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, and I feel justified um, in my beliefs so I don't care either.
1: Yeah,
0: well, you know can we shame Bradley enough <laughs> if Finn Loplin's carnage be contained? That's something we'll have to figure out. Um, should we start this uh, by cracking open a cold one with the boys? What do you think? Let's do yeah. it! Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it tonight as well. Lachlan, do you want to go
1: first? Or? All right, dog. No, no. Here we go. Okay, yeah. So tonight I've got uh, I've got a beer that I've never actually seen before. It's called Dos Blockos. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a pale lager, Ooh. not a pale ale. Uh, it's from St Kilda in Victoria. Nice. It is. It does not have a percentage on here. I thought that was a legal requirement. <laughs> I'm sure it does
0: somewhere. <laughs>
1: uh oh yeah, in the small print, four point six percent. This stubby is one point two standard drinks. Alright,
0: luckily, well, crack it open and let us know what you
1: think. Oh, sorry, the cap hit the carpet, didn't make the cool noise. Uh, that's all right. Oh, that's okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Pleasantly surprised.
0: All right, that one's okay. All right, so I'm going to do a cracking open the cold one, cracking open a cold one with the boys as well. Um, with mugs, yeah, with mugs. Mine uh, is called Super Shine. It's by Grand Ridge Brewery, uh, which is an Australian brewery from uh, Gippsland actually. And uh, the style, it's an ale, and the percentage is 11. Oh, <laughs> percent Shit, so, this is wine. That's a fucking strong beer. Yeah, this is wine strength. All right, I'm going to crack it open. That's way too strong. (laughs) Okay, thanks for that, Mox. Alrighty.
1: Thanks for joining in tonight.
0: Okay, so. This uh, season, we've been talking about philosophy, but we've been talking a lot about ethics. So, we actually did five episodes on ethics. The first one, we spent an entire episode on um, one dilemma that's the trolley problem. Then, we did another episode on dilemmas uh, torture, survival cannibalism, and self driving cars. Then, we did an episode on selfishness. Then, we took a break for a while, but then we came back with an episode on global ethics. And we finished with uh, freedom and moral development, which kind of bled into politics bit. But the first episode was the trolley problem. So what do you think, guys? Good start to the season?
1: Oh, I, I it think fantastic. so. It was a good opener to ethics. I think it uh, gave everyone a good idea of what <laughs> it was where all about. we got at as people. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: and we got, to spend a whole, <laughs> we got to spend a whole episode unpacking one uh, dilemma, which I think is kind of what you would do with your friends if you were talking about the trolley problem. you just talk about it for Definitely. that long. So it didn't really seem Definitely. too structured. We kind of just got to run through everything. Yeah.
2: I well, a fair assessment.
0: All right, Brad, do you have any apologies to anybody that you want to make for that episode? Well, no, disabled people, for example. <laughs> no, not at all.
2: Stephen Hawking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rest, rest in peace. Um, oh, jeez. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have no apologies I'd like to make. I, I stand by everything I said. <laughs> That's it, that's it I think that's a good
0: decision You never apologise Because no, people yeah. smell that weakness yeah. And then they attack even harder So yeah. My hierarchy I mean, of it's death like Blood stands. in the water okay. Well, you, you could call it a hierarchy of life And put a positive spin on it But yeah, hierarchy of death works as well
1: My uh, mum listened to that episode It's the only I think it's the only episode She's listened to in full uh, <laughs> She's very upset that I said That she'd had a good run <laughs> And uh, I let the trolley run over <laughs> She brings it up every time I see her <laughs> so uh sorry mum, but you know like i i, I stand by it you better <laughs> i think that's <laughs> She's i think it's fair lady. enough that
0: she brings it up all the time because it uh it is pretty rude i on the other hand um neither of my parents listen to this podcast and in fact my mum said to me the other day oh what's this what's this brad brad's bad thing like i haven't read any of that I'm like it's a podcast mum. you don't read it <laughs> Ah, uh, Mary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, second episode, torture, survival, cannibalism, and self-driving cars. So, there's a bit of an update. There was a, um, I think, between recording and releasing, which was quite unfortunate timing, but between recording and releasing the episode, there was a uh, pedestrian death from an autonomous car in uh, Arizona, was it? Somewhere in America. Yeah.
2: yeah. It was in there
0: there yeah. was an Uber um, that it did have a driver in the car, but he had switched on the... She. She, whatever. The person had switched on the... Um, <laughs> Um, the auto drive and uh, they were just playing on their phone. So Uber released the video um, of the dash cam footage so you can see the car hitting the pedestrian and they released the footage of the inside of the car where you see the driver is just playing on their phone. So <laughs> Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty fucking creepy. But I think, I think it would be fair to say that uh, if we were driving that car, the person probably still would have died because it was—it looked like a pretty um, fast road. Mm. I don't know, maybe eighty kilometers an hour or something like that. And mm. the person just walked their bike across the road. Um,
1: yeah, and it was dark yeah. as shit. It was
0: totally dark, and you couldn't see them. And I think their the jumper they were wearing kind of um, made them blend into the um, street
2: as well. So
1: it was—it yeah, it was really dark clothing. It just like you literally couldn't see them until they were you know on the <laughs>
2: going. Over
1: the yeah. Yeah. So,
0: um, you know, bad press for Uber, bad press for autonomous cars, but um, I don't think it was <laughs> a huge setback because I, yeah, I really. Yeah, I don't um, think any that, person that in was, that
2: situation would have been able to avoid
0: it. Yeah, I don't think you would call that a um, a,
2: a failing of the car. Hmm. Well, um, shouldn't it have some sort of long range super yeah, scan? It's a or... failing of the person
1: who didn't fucking look to see if there was a car coming before they crossed Locked. the fucking road. The don't mistake. insult the dead. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm victim blaming. <laughs>
0: uh, the other thing we, the other thing we talked about in that episode was um, survival cannibalism, and we almost had some survival cannibalism going on recently, but um, unfortunately it didn't come to pass. There were some Thai boys that were stuck in a cave, and uh,
2: they Did you were. Say, unfortunately it didn't come to pass?
0: Well, they're going to make a movie well, out of it. Been, like, it, wouldn't, it it wouldn't it be a much good more for the podcast they started <laughs> eating each other? Anyway, what have you giving us a lot more to talk about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, they were found by these um, British divers, uh, they were found alive after nine days, and now me, as an expert on survival cannibalism, I can tell you that that's about when people start eating each other, <laughs> so nine days is like a real, you know, in the... Uh,
1: that's that's right on the... right on the board. Yeah, in
0: the Andes, I think it was eight days, maybe nine <laughs> days, but yeah, sometimes people can last like two weeks if they have a little bit of food to begin with, but um, yeah, in the Andes, yeah, I've written it here, in the Andes it was only nine days, so, you know, those British divers popped up. <laughs> up and saw those boys. Presumably a few hours later they would have popped up and seen them chopping on each other or something so uh, this episode was also the uh, first appearance of Morgan's movie review so how do we
1: think that's gone It's a yeah. successful segment it was it was a revelation yeah. yeah it was the the best part of my week when uh, you sprang that on us it, just to just for the audience we weren't Brad and I weren't like laughing for effect Morgan genuinely sprang that on us as it happened we had no idea <laughs> no idea what was going on yeah so the first review
0: yeah. a- alive I don't think it was even really that good of a review and I don't think it was yeah. very funny like, you know, The Matrix and the, a couple of the other ones have been really funny, but that one, I don't think it was funny, it was just the fact that I... It was funny that you did it out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, the fact that I just randomly did it was funny, so, um, yeah, that was... It was, uh, it was well executed. Yeah, I'm glad I did that. I think I've got a good laugh out of all of
1: them so far, so... <laughs> well, definitely from yourself, at least. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I'll do it for myself, I'm going to do a few Bezos. Um, Alright, so then, the third episode, let's get ready to uh, rehash... Uh, an old argument here guys so
2: (laughs) ding ding this
0: is the selfish episode uh selfishness episode and um if you remember brad and i had a pretty uh heated debate about the the box which is a um it was a it was a movie i did for the movie review actually but it was about whether you would push a button on a box uh, if that would give you a million dollars but it would also kill somebody who you don't know
1: Hard, yes. So I
0: was gonna, I was gonna ask if either of you guys um,
1: reconsidered your uh, stance on this. Well, Absolutely, <sighs> firmer than ever.
2: Well, I mean, I've, I've changed as a person since we <laughs> we we did that video, and you know, I'd like to think I'd press it twice now. <laughs> Instead of three times, you come down to two. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've lowered it. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave one one extra person. You know, that way I, I, I've, I've saved a life. Really, if you think about it.
1: So, a little bit of behind the scenes. uh, When we put the poll up on Facebook about that (laughs) question, Morgan genuinely, with all his heart, believed that more people than not would say that they would not push the bu- the button and that they'd save people's lives.
0: And oh, I I was thinking he was, it was going to be
1: a- he was devastated.
0: I he thought it thought was going to be inside when- victory. I thought it was going to be overwhelming and Brad was going to go like, "You know what? I guess I am a bad person." That's what I thought <laughs> was going to happen. But
1: it was a landslide in favor of pressing the button. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, so for the audience, I I deal with everything on um social media, which is basically limited to facebook but i decided after that after we released that episode on a sunday i was gonna start a social media campaign against brad and uh <laughs> <laughs> i was <laughs> i um i asked lachlan should i should i put a poll up on tuesday or wednesday or should i like do it later in the week and lachlan said no no campaign against him all week and then put the poll on <laughs> sunday so then everybody uh, will, you know, get a chance to, you know, hear your side of it even better. <laughs> so I was like, alright. So every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I think Saturday <laughs> as well actually, I did, I posted some sort of meme on, some deck meme on Facebook where I ripped Brad and I think they were pretty funny and I uh, yeah, thought were pretty was, funny. they were hilarious. Well yeah, they were all funny but I thought they were convincing as well but maybe not because um, yeah, we, we did this poll and um, Brad didn't know about any of the memes by the way. So like the first he saw of any of them was when they were actually posted. So <laughs> I basically ran a campaign against someone who yeah. didn't know they were competing and I got crushed anyway. So I was legitimately devastated. And I, I understand now how Hillary Clinton felt on election night. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like she she booked a giant venue with a glass ceiling, and she had confetti cannons and all this shit, and when she lost, she couldn't even go on stage to deliver a conspe- concession speech, because she was...
1: Because yeah, so, she hadn't written a concession yeah, speech. She, she, was so, she was so sure that she was going to win, she didn't even write a concession yeah, speech. Yeah, she
0: was so distraught. and I think for her, mm. it came from an unshakable belief that she was right, and the majority of people were on her side, and that's exactly what I felt, so I completely <laughs> empathised with her, and, I, you know, it was pretty rough, so...
1: Um I I said it to you before Morgan I'll say it to you again you give uh the average person way too much credit people are inherently bad <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, well I think Bradley is uh potentially redeemable so I'm uh, I'm going to direct this to Brad not to you Lachlan. um so Brad You said that um, the uh, person wouldn't care because they are dead. And, uh, you know, when Mm -hmm. someone dies, it's tragic for a few reasons. One is the lost potential, but the other, which is probably more profound, is that um, everyone who loved them now has to deal with their loss. So do you really think having $1 million is worth all that mental anguish that you're going to inflict on many, many people?
2: Uh, You're going to make me say something that sounds bad again. (laughs) Uh, So I just need to... Just to go into this saying, I'm aware what I'm about to say is insensitive. <laughs> okay? Actually, you should just wear yeah. a shirt that says that. Yeah. I don't think that makes a. sound. You get that okay. tattooed on your forehead, bro. Okay, well, all I'm going to say is that, you know, people kill themselves all the time, alright? <laughs> and their family... Their family Shit. has to deal with that anguish and no one is or a million dollars rich.
0: Yeah, but that's you're you're intentionally inflicting that
2: now. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like someone gets a million dollars though. But it wasn't gonna happen if you didn't inflict it. <laughs> How do you know? They might have killed themselves the next day. <laughs> oh <my God>. Um <laughs> The other thing you said was
0: that if you were on this um, the other end of this cosmic uh, block, evil yeah. game then uh, you wouldn't be upset because you'd be dead. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, presumably you'd either be in hell or you'd float off into non-existence. Definitely be in hell.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't be upset, but what about your mum? She would be distraught, Bradley. What about your siblings? What about your girlfriend? What about some of your friends?
2: (laughs) They should be upset. Good. But, you know, shit happens. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, you're doing a pretty good job of arguing this fence eh? <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Like, yeah, people are going to be upset, but they're going to be upset for plenty of other reasons as well. Right?
0: Well, yeah. Well, okay, you said you, um, you wouldn't be upset at somebody for pushing the button if you were the one who died. But what if you weren't the one who died? What if it was, you know, your girlfriend? What if it was your mum? What if it was your sister? What if you you go to you go to see your girlfriend? It's like, oh, no, nah, she died because some guy pushed a button and now he's. Got what do you dollars. know
2: that they pushed the button, or is it? Do they just drop dead? Because in which case you wouldn't know. So, but you they wouldn't just, care. Is that what you're saying? You wouldn't care? Well, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, is there?
1: (laughs) You wouldn't care because potentially someone somewhere got a million dollars out of it.
2: I mean, I guess that would make me feel... Hmm, let me think. (laughs) This is called empathy, Brad. This is when you put yourself in somebody else. No, shirt. no, I'm understanding. I mean, I, I just in this hypothetical, do I know someone else pushed the button, or does my you know?
0: Well, it pa- doesn't matter. But yeah, let's let's say no, for example matter. that you know that somebody pushed the button. Like you 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 walk in, your girlfriend's dead. Sorry, you know, I like your girlfriend. I, I hope she's not listening to this all uh, traumatized and stuff. But you walk in, your girlfriend's dead, and there's a note on her that says like, "I just got a million dollars. Suck my dick, Brad. Fuck you."
2: <laughs> That's what it says. I'd be upset that they were so combative towards me after they clearly profited <laughs> oh, yeah. off the death of if, my father. If, you,
0: if you're going to kill someone to get a million dollars about it, you go, oh, well, I'm
2: sorry. You know, like, yeah, I'm sorry we, about it. If they at least say, I'm sorry, you know, like, you would have done it too. And i will be like, wait, you're really not wrong. <laughs> Can't argue that point, can I? I've clearly made my position... Uh, felt well uh, you know well, well known
1: um, well at least you're not being hypocritical no I know
2: I've, I've made my stand and I would have to live with that knowing that I would do the same thing
1: alright so the
0: last thing I'm going to say to you Brad is that you also said I listened to this conversation again today and it really rustles
1: my Jimmy. so I, <laughs> that's, probably the, that's probably the best part when he, when he says the last thing he's going to say to you he doesn't mean on this topic he means ever because you're not friends
0: <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> so the last thing of my notes from listening to this Again today is that you said if you found the family of the kid that you killed, mm-hmm. that you would give them some money. Yeah, yeah. So let's what play a that kid out. kid person. Yeah. Let's play that. Out. Hi, Brad. My name is Bob, and uh, you just killed my son. I'm step. Dev- I'm devastated. What do you oh, have to I'm not going to walk up, up to son. him
2: and go, "Here's fifty grand because I killed your, you know, fifty grand that that'll
0: barely cover the funeral, Brad. Fifty
2: grand. That's all you're giving him. Got a fucking funeral. You haven't, mate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> gold <laughs> coffin, fucking. Uh, no, no, when someone
1: they... dies, you know, how much does a funeral go for, Lucky? Uh, if the life insurance ads or anything to go by can be in excess of $7,000. Yeah, exactly. I was
2: thinking, yeah, yeah. about ten. dollars And then you, what, times that by five and we're like, I'll use this against bread?
1: <laughs> Jerk. Kill uh, your
0: you <laughs> five closest people in your life. No, I would do Okay, I'm sorry.
2: Basically, what I'm saying is I'm not going to walk up to him and go, hey, I did this. I would have the appropriate amount of shame. Alright. when I would, you know, just leave it in an envelope or something and push it under the door or something. Sh- I don't know. I just uh, there's no way that I would ever confront them face to face. Sorry, I
0: killed your kid, <laughs> lol. He's fucked. Well, friends. I mean, there's, there's
2: no point in me getting a million dollars to spend and then getting killed by the loved ones of the person I killed. Like that defeats the purpose because then there's just two dead people.
1: see so, well, then they'd get a million dollars. Hey, yeah, if there was a button them.
2: involved, maybe they would, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let, let's say you're slipping the money under the door, and they open the door, and they know who you are now, and they go, "Oh, well, when like, let's split it fifty-fifty. Mm. Give us five hundred k. You uh, doing that?
2: I mean, five hundred thousand is a lot of money." <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus. Yeah, you'd have $500,000, and that's a lot of money, so you would do it. But that's it's good. not as
2: much as a million, is it? You know, can I change my life with five
1: You've already got the blood on your hands to get this money. <laughs> Why are you, like, trying to pretend like you're going to make the moral decision and give them half? Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: you already killed a person. I'll barter no them bread. down. How about 200000
0: <laughs> Why don't you just say that you'd spit in their face and go, fuck you, no regrets.
2: Why don't you just say that, I bad? wouldn't do that. I told you I have the appropriate amount of shame. <laughs> Barely any. Um, <laughs> yeah, the appropriate amount. All uh, right, I think we can put that
0: to bed. Is there anything you guys want to say about the box before we move on? No rug rats. I have nothing further to add. <laughs> I can't be forced to testify. I <laughs> plead the <don't> fifth. <laughs> I plead the <don't> fifth. <laughs> okay, well, I think this would be a good time to talk about the uh, the other polls that I've uh, I've been running on Facebook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Are <laughs> so, you just, a, like, a loser by nature? Or well, it... yeah, I haven't, I haven't won genetics? one yet.
0: We'll see. But um, <laughs> I, I buggered up the lime versus fruit cup cordial uh, poll with my bad okay. wording. So I wrote something like, we can agree that fruit, like, we all agree that fruit cup is the worst. What do you guys think? So then... And then there was just two options. Yeah. So if someone clicked Fruit Cup, they could be saying, oh, I prefer Fruit Cup, so I'm going to click Fruit Cup. But they could have also been saying, Fruit Cup is the worst, so I'm clicking that because I said Fruit Cup's the worst. What do you guys think? So that was pretty embarrassing on my part. I released it like...
1: so the results of that poll were completely useless (laughs) yeah
0: well I I realised about 15 minutes after I wrote it and um, Facebook won't let you edit the text of polls so I I assume that's so you can't fuck with people and like change things yeah (laughs) you can't change it that would be so
2: fucking funny (laughs) Do
1: you prefer do you prefer pedophiles or rapists? <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. I was thinking of deleting it and starting again, but a bunch of people had already voted, and I was like, oh, you know, fuck it. So. Um. Yeah. That was that was pretty bad. But I was thinking it's it's not a scientific poll anymore. But I could say it's a social science poll, and that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody clicked lime. I know, because I'm a social scientist, I know that they were clicking Lime. Like, yeah, I prefer Lime. And when they were clicking Fruit Cup, they were going, yeah, Fruit Cup's the worst. So we actually won that poll 100%. (laughs) Lancelot, Lancelot. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's, um, (laughs) social science in a nutshell. So... (laughs) Um, Get fucked, social scientists. All right, so then I uh, I put up an egg poll as well about my egg eating habits, which Lachlan, um, without my consent, brought up on the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it. I just felt it was a bit. You definitely should it be. It was a bit cheap. Yeah. Um. You know, I I narrowly lost that one, but I don't feel like I have egg on my face. Um. <laughs> oh. You know. <laughs> It was a bit of a yoke, but I'm not going to get whisked oh. into a frenzy or beat myself up about it. You know, it didn't go exactly as planned, but my faith in humanity wasn't scrambled like it was with the box pile. So, um, I shouldn't, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't bring yeah. that, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to bring that pile up anymore because I'm letting it go. Oh,
2: God damn it.
0: Listening
1: to that was excruciating. <laughs> I know,
2: just... It was upsetting, actually, that you were leading <laughs> that bowl for a considerable margin. Um, Morgan
1: actually went out of his way to link me to a, uh, a post on the bodybuilding forums. <laughs> About how many eggs they eat a week? Yeah, I'm an amateur over <laughs> some there. Some of them, some of them eat like a hundred a week. It's oh crazy. My god. I'm like an amateur over there. Like I, one guy was like, I ate,
0: <laughs> yeah, I eat like twelve eggs every time before I work out, and he works out like twice a day or something. So. Oh
2: my god, dude, that's fucking
0: retarded It's good protein, dude. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know. Um, there there was actually another. There was a poll done on Facebook by Latrobe University, and it was about self-driving cars. And the reason I found out about it is because um, my friend. Josh tagged me in it, and um, the the poll was, um, you know, you're driving along a bridge in a self-driving car, and a child runs out onto the road, should the car swerve into the river, like, swerve off the bridge, killing you and another adult passenger, or should it run straight through the kit? And then you had those two options to vote for, but <laughs> I noticed a lot of people in the comments were writing like, oh, why don't you just stop the car before it, <laughs> before it hits the hits?" <laughs> <laughs> completely
1: defeats
2: the purpose. It it's like, not an option.
0: Yeah, it was like, um, yeah. yeah, why don't you just stop in time or why don't you swerve the other way or something like that. So um, I facetiously replied to my um, friend's tag by writing, oh, I didn't realize that a third option was just stopping the car, so I'd do that. And then um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the Latrobe page actually wrote like, oh, you know, the purpose of this is to do this and blah blah, 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 blah. And they tagged me in that. They like tagged me in that, like stop being a smart ass, like answer it properly. And I was like, "How do you not know that I was clearly taking the piss?" But anyway, it it reminded me. It made me think about you know those boring people who won't accept any premise for the purpose of mm-hmm. discussion. Like when you give them a yeah. "Would you rather" and they go,
1: "Oh, no hypotheticals."
0: Yeah, at you all. say like "Would you rather this" and they go, "Oh, I wouldn't do either of those things," or they come up with some other option. Uh, like, uh, you yeah, know, it's not the point. Yeah, those people. My wife does <laughs> that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> When's the divorce?
0: It's, it's hard to have a it's hard to have a good conversation with someone like that. And like,
1: for example, yeah, it's just for a bit of fun. Yeah,
0: for example, Lachlan and I had a spirited debate recently when Lachlan asked me if I would prefer to fight
1: five ten-year-olds or ten five-year-olds. So, <laughs> all right, Brad, come on, let's get your answer. What would you do? Five, five, five ten-year-olds or ten five-year-olds? Ten five-year-olds. Ten. You'd fight five ten-year-olds as well. Ah, yeah, oh, sorry, ten five-year-olds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they might kick their asses so easily. But there's ten of them, Brad. Yeah, but. It, smaller and easier to beat up so I'm on your
0: side Brad All I right. said that their heads are at a good kneeing height <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hadn't even thought of the logistics <laughs>
1: We, Morgan and I spoke about this for probably longer than we should have. Uh, uh, and here's the thing about ten five-year-olds, right? Mm-hmm. Five-year-olds are small, okay? Mm-hmm. They can climb on you. Yeah, they can. And they're, they're heavy enough to weigh you down, but they're not so heavy that they're going to, like, pull you over if they climb on you, like a ten-year-old. but Like, if a ten-year-old latches onto you, they can't climb you. They're, they're too big, right? What? That's not so, how
2: climbing works. <laughs> Being is... bigger is more advantageous. No,
1: no, 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 no. They Like, they, can't, they just can't climb you. Like, if you tried to climb me, You, you would, would you'd like touch on my leg? No, because I'd fall over. So, like ten five-year-olds, they could like overwhelm you. You see that movie, um, World War Z? It'd be like it'd be like the zombies in that climbing yeah, the walls.
2: You so they're so weak and small. You they wouldn't even get a chance. Anyone that got near right. you would be. I know a four
1: and a half year old. I would not want to fight ten of her. Uh, I would, Let me tell you right. I, I would
2: line up <laughs> to fight ten of it. Nah, because nah.
1: see, I think ten-year-olds they're probably like a good height for like a good <laughs> uppercut. <laughs> So, you could just kind of do that five times. Yeah, but they're more agile. They're more cunning. <laughs> this this is what I was yeah. this is what I was saying, Brad.
0: You let me know what you think. I was thinking yeah. a 10-year-old, Um, if there are five of them, there's too many to keep track of. So, one could get yeah. behind you. Now, they're... There
1: t- oh, but you could keep track of 10, 5-year-olds? No, that's what I'm saying. There,
0: there are 10 5-year-olds as well. So, you can't keep track of them. But I don't really care if, like, a 5-year-old punches me in yeah. the back of the leg or something. That's not going to bother me yeah. too much. But, like, a 10-year-old who got behind me could, like, trip me over or, you know. Yeah, Uh, that's that's. You've seen a
2: five-year-old. You you walk up to a five-year-old and pretend to throw a haymaker at it. They have no self-preservation instinct. I could punt one across the room. Yeah, they just don't move out of the way of anything. They don't understand what's going on. They're just running at your arms flailing like little (laughs) dickheads. That's what five-year-olds do as (laughs) well. That's what I'm saying. Five-year-olds are. There. Ten-year-olds don't. They got. They got a bit of cunning about them. They'll, they'll. You'll throw a haymaker and no, they'll go is under the it. This the thing. Five-year-olds know no danger. <laughs> they.
1: They don't have any inhibitions. Yeah, which makes them much throwing easier themselves at you to, completely.
2: To. Uh, <laughs> to beat in a fight and or kidnap. They essentially have retard strength <laughs> they, don't, they, they have, don't know they no. don't know their own limits. They have the instinct but no strength. Five year olds have no strength at all. Yeah, it, it would be it would be an absolute massacre if you got into a fight with ten five year olds. Right. They would just get yeah. Annoyed. They would massacre you. No. All right, well we'll agree to disagree.
0: We agree yeah. that I don't agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> Um Okay, so the episode after that was the uh Global Ethics episode where we talked about Foreign Aid and Peter Singer and hmm. um And how retarded he is. Well that that was what you said. Um and yes. the <laughs> the whole child labor which descended into a uh, fruit cup cordial um shitting on session um my girlfriend was shopping uh in Aldi when she was listening to that and she said she was legitimately offended when you guys were shitting on fruit cup so she (laughs) (laughs) because she was in Aldi, she like went looking for some to buy and then she was like didn't recognize the brand so she didn't want to risk it but
2: and realized how shit it is that (laughs) that was
0: very contentious the fruit cup uh issue a lot of people a lot of people like that um that unholy mix of fruit. Yeah, it's
2: just, disgusting. It's literally the dregs of all the other flavors uh, just mishmash. It's like,
1: in. it's not lemon and it's not really orange. It's just, uh, it's just poor. It's awful.
2: Yeah, give me a, a nice pine mango or an apple raspberry as well. Oh, oh, <laughs> mm, beautiful. I can get Lime. that apple raspberry. Yeah, oh, apple raspberry is fantastic. But fucking fruit cat, what kind of degenerate do you have to be? <laughs> To just enjoy fruit cup like <laughs> i would drink it if i was really thirsty and there were, and water wasn't available like it was pre-mixed to enjoy fruit cup you have to be as inbred as fruit cup itself <laughs> yes oh
1: <my> God.
2: <laughs> I we we are maybe... doubling down on the fruit cup hate, all right? Yeah. It is a terrible flavor. <laughs> Fuck fruit cup. <laughs> Fuck could... fruit cup. I thought we
0: could maybe mitigate the damage a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> double down, sir. What did double you say? Down. You have to be inbred if you like it, and Brad said you're a degenerate if you like it. Okay, yeah. cool. What That's kind that. of degenerate?
1: Yeah. Stand behind that wholeheartedly. <laughs>
2: yeah, fruit cup does suck. <laughs> so. um... You know, not taking a very strong stance there, you know? Oh, fruit cup sucks. I agree. I'm just not going to, yeah. you know, <laughs> call someone's whole oh, yeah. being into question. <laughs> oh, you pussy? Come on.
0: <laughs> Get on board. Uh, okay, so here's, here's time for us to um, recap another uh, exciting uh, debate. This time I wasn't involved, so in the episode Freedom <laughs> and Moral Development, Brad and Lachlan argued about whether the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Whether the civilians should help the police <laughs> when they're in an altercation. So, Brad, you didn't find any... Well, you have found videos, but you didn't uh, get them to me on time for the blog, even though we Not gave you... in time
1: for the blog. You only had a whole fucking week's notice. We gave you, like, three
0: reminders and you didn't, and then... You had
1: several weeks from when the episode was recorded, and then you got reminded again before the blog went up... My question to you, Brad, is presumably (laughs) a week after the blog got posted, you provided the fucking videos, which didn't prove
2: shit anyway. I was very busy at the time. Brad, fuck
1: you, Brad.
2: I was transitioning jobs and working a lot. So my my once, question once I had an excuse.
0: My question to you, Brad, is that when Lachlan finishes editing the episode and he gives the, us access to the episodes, you listen to that episode and you heard yourself in that episode say, "It'll be on the blog and everyone will know just how wrong you are." That's what you said to I Lachlan. Know. Wouldn't weren't yeah, you look. thinking at that exact moment, like, <laughs> "Holy fuck, I'm gonna make sure it's on the blog." <laughs>
2: So I don't listen. To be fair, new. when I'm listening to him, I'm usually driving to and from work. So I, that's when I listen to my podcast, not just our podcast, any podcast. And so I would be like, "Yeah, okay, I'll remember that." And then I'd do eight hours of work, come home, and it would be the last thing on my mind. So, okay.
1: Just on a side note, I just got a text from my wife saying the "fuck you" to Brad was really loud. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: You're upsetting the neighbors. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, look, I look, I I have a bit of egg on my face, uh, so to speak. Fucking right. Um, But the links are there, and they'll be in this blog. I got so angry when
1: I fucking was editing that episode. I had to take several breaks. I was sending Morgan messages. I'd be angry if I was that wrong as well. Fucking Brad, I can't believe him. How could he even be saying this?
2: But I provided plenty of proof to the contrary. It's not
1: proof. Guys, guys. Oh,
2: how's it not
0: proof? Fellas, let me give you my thoughts on this because I haven't really shared my thoughts. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't weigh in, and I'll see if you guys can both agree with what I'm saying because I don't think you guys disagree as much as you think you do. So, my my position on this is. That the police shouldn't, and presumably don't, ask a civilian to come and help them. Like, when they're arresting someone, they don't go, Hey you, come over here and help me. And I think that would be immoral of them to do it, and it should be against protocol. But, on the other hand, if the police are losing a bad fight or something, or they are just being shot or disarmed or something, they would like somebody to come up and help them. They just shouldn't be asking for it. So, they, they will accept help, and they will, like,
2: appreciate help, but they shouldn't be asking for it.
1: That's my argument, exactly.
2: Yeah, and that was the whole point. Is I said that they would appreciate it when people. No, you said they (laughs) ask for it.
1: What? No. You said
2: they ask for it. You said they always. Are. You said they should ask for it. No. Yes. No. When was the last time you listened to it? Because I listened to it the other day. My exact point is: what,
0: what happened was Brad was talking about the decay of society, and he mm-hmm. said you can like you can see these videos online where the police are in a kerfuffle or an altercation, and they're asking people for help, and nobody's helping them. That's what you said. Yes. Brad.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And so that's what set me off. Yeah. So the police are like. Uh, uh, there was one where they were in a restaurant Look, and there's just if people say... standing around filming him and he's clearly struggling against a larger guy who he didn't anticipate having a fist fight with and the guy's got him on the ground and he's got his arms around his head and people standing there filming him Poor and not police, doing right? anything he
1: shouldn't have let himself get into that situation oh,
2: <laughs> you're such a sack of shit all right all I'm saying is that the police appreciate it when they're in a bad situation but that's, not what, not... You, that's not what you said though Brad you didn't say right. people stand
0: around and do nothing and that's what's wrong with society you said the police are. Asking for help and the people are refusing to heed that well, call. it's the same. Essentially, I don't it's think the it same. is. I think that's it's actually. I
1: think that's actually the crux of the disagreement. We so had a, we had the... a bit, another big argument about this off air the other day, and the the fuck you make me angry, brother.
0: <laughs> so I don't the think thing... I don't think we disagree. I think it was just yeah. a the misunderstanding.
1: Whole thing is that they should not be asking for help. I said You said you have to concede that they appreciate it, and yes, I concede that those police officers who are alive, who otherwise would have been dead if civilians hadn't stepped in, are probably glad that they're still alive, mm-hmm. but they should never ask for help from civilians. Yeah, ever. also ever, part ever, of ever. the
2: argument was that you didn't believe that they wanted or appreciated the help. Well, I think a as pre- a
1: blanket rule, as a blanket statement, I stand by that. Yeah,
2: and I'm, I'm saying you're, you're wrong. There's in, always outliers. In right. very
0: specific specific circumstances they
1: yes, would they want, want and appreciate, and appreciate that her. yeah but which they, is what I was
2: saying I didn't say it was every situation you're the one who's inferring it was every the situation very first I don't video want to when there's a the drunk me, where guy. that
1: police officer was screaming <laughs> for help Yes, he should not be a police
2: officer <laughs> why not because you can't go fucking screaming for help. Yes, you can, when you're in trouble. You could
1: hear the police radio. There was already backup on the way before he started screaming for
2: help. <laughs> yes, and he was looking for more immediate assistance. No, Because he no. was in a very, very bad situation. Shouldn't
1: have let himself get into that situation. Shouldn't uh, be trying to drag civilians into it. He shouldn't no. be screaming help. He should be screaming, someone call 911. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot.
0: Okay, guys. I'm well, a fucking idiot. Okay, okay yeah. I'm I'm glad we uh, cleared out this misunderstanding and we all agree now, so that's excellent. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> the other thing in that episode was um, that we we were talking about Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein or whatever, and uh, um, I I've been told by somebody that he was actually charged with uh, rape, so it wasn't it wasn't just a matter of you know if you want this role then you have to sleep with me. So I'm sure of the actual rape. I'm sure there was a lot of that going on apparently too, but uh, yeah, apparently he forced himself on women yeah, he's as well. Been so, charged
1: with actual rape. So, so he's a, a full on rapist. <laughs> I
0: think what I think what we said in that episode was still perfectly fine for. a like, like a general gatekeeper scenario, but not specifically for that guy, Mr.
2: Weinstein. That's, that's like a shit.
0: Yeah. Also, um, you know, Brad keeps pointing out that a lot of these guys in Hollywood being accused of all this gross stuff are Jewish, and then Lachlan's like, well, it's just proportional because the Jews run Hollywood. I don't know about <laughs> that, but I think it's something to think about.
1: I don't believe that I actually said that, but that's true. <laughs>
0: I'm just reporting what you guys tell me. Oh, God. That wasn't my own original thought at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure,
2: mate. (laughs) That
0: was me just explaining what you guys said. All right, so that was it. You didn't have the
2: balls to be a racist. You... (laughs) You have to hide behind it. <laughs> Lachlan uh, said, I don't believe him, but Lachlan <laughs> said, yeah.
0: No, I think it is interesting. Okay, so that was the five episodes we did on um, ethics. They were all fun and uh, interesting in their own different ways. And um, for part two of this recap episode i think we should talk about the um three main ethical theories we've kind of mentioned one specifically by name but we've talked about all three of them in a a way but um so number one this one we've talked about a lot is utilitarianism and um you know it's offshoot so rule utilitarianism and negative utilitarianism so this theory is that you know the way you should act is the way that creates the most utility or generates the most happiness overall and then rule utilitarian rule utilitarianism says you should follow rules that as rules create the overall level of create the highest overall level of happiness so that would mean sometimes you would follow the rule and it wouldn't produce the most utility but it as a rule produces more utility and then there's also negative utilitarianism which is saying that you're not trying to increase happiness you're trying to minimize harm so Lachlan you're a big uh, proponent of these along with Jeremy Bentham and John Stuart Mill.
1: Rule utilitarianism all the way, brother.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, Brad, have you had a, had time to think about your uh, ethical uh, theories? What do you think?
2: Yeah, look, generally I believe that rule utilitarianism works pretty well, like, is what we should be. Except for when police are being Yeah, um, look, and that's like- why... <laughs> I can't agree with it uh, at every, on every, in every situation. I well, if you agree can't agree with it,
1: with it in every either. situation, then it's not a good theory. Because the That's rule right. mm-hmm. you either apply it to everything or you don't. That's the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's about yeah, rules. Well,
0: so just if you're not firing I... them, sometimes that doesn't work at all.
2: I can't. I mean, I, I don't have anything then. Excellent. Locken, would you yep.
0: say you're a negative utilitarian or like a rule utilitarian? Definitely a rule utilitarian. I think that's the way we sort of structure laws in society and stuff. It's like
1: I think so. It has to be. It's the it's the only fair way uh, to live. I think. Well, it,
0: it's definitely. I think it's it's well. I don't know if fair's the right word, but it's it's definitely understandable to a lot of people, and it would it would mm. appear to be uh, you, just. You can't go so.
1: making different rules for different people, I think. Well, you can, but
0: you're going to cause a lot of trouble when you do that.
1: Well, yeah, when I say you can't, I mean you shouldn't.
0: Well, you can because there's something called virtue based ethics, which is um that's more concerned with the character of a person. So it's saying that if you want to be an ethical person rather than learning and following rules, um, you should develop a virtuous character. So you should work on being wise, courageous, sincere, generous and resilient and all, you know, all these other virtues. And then you'll be a good person and therefore automatically you will act in a morally decent way.
1: By following
0: the rules. <laughs> well, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> no, because a virtue a a, a virtuous person would be a, like they would all they would use all their virtues to, you know, uh judge rules and say like, No, that's not a good rule. Yeah, they We're would not judge it.
1: each situation, but yeah, I don't like it. Why not? Because I think it should just be blanket rule for every scenario. You think
0: this is this is those um, friggin' ancient Greeks sitting up on their ivory tower looking down at all the plebs and saying, no, no, we're virtuous, we know what's going on. Like, there's different exactly. rules for us. That's exactly. what you think's going on? Exactly, you yes. You think, fucking, like, Socrates is like, you know, Socrates, Aristotle, Plato, all the Stoics. They're like, you know, we're better
1: than you. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, we don't have to follow the rules. We know what we're doing.
1: Yeah, we've we've got these rules in place for everyone yeah, else. Yeah, these, these rules are us. good
0: for you, you unwashed masses, but for us, you know, we can do what we want because we rules we're for virtuous the, people. But not for me. All right, Brad? What do you think? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of rule utility. <laughs> yeah, you you got I got some even word on it. Yeah, <laughs> I got some serious word days. Um, rule utility. <laughs> Utilitarianism. But then you say, oh, well, you have to apply it to every situation or you're not a rule util- utilitarian. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, Brad, D-
0: that hard work. Brad's not going to talk Stop. for the rest of this podcast, So, Lachlan. Aye. There's another theory, which is um, a de- deontological approach to ethics, and this was made um, famous by Immanuel Kant, a very famous philosopher, but this is when you're...
1: Well, I mean, he could if he tried hard enough. <laughs>
2: Alright, now I'm really not going to talk, I'm done.
0: We've all got egg on our face
2: now.
1: Um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, this is when you're very concerned about doing what is right, regardless of the consequences. So, it's, in this case, intentions are more important than consequences. So, you're going to be following laws, you're going to be keeping promises, and you're going to be meeting your obligations and taking them seriously. So, Immanuel Kant was very, um, he, he had this argument that you should, ne- you should never lie. No matter what the consequences of that lie is, you should never lie. Even if somebody says, where is John Smith? I want to go and kill him. You should tell him where John Smith is.
1: Sounds like uh, rule utilitarianism to me.
2: <laughs> One rule for everything. You should never lie.
0: Yeah, sure. Yes,
2: um, <laughs> I guess. I, uh, um, that sounds like a bad idea to me.
1: That's that's actually kind of a good point. Actually, like obviously you should lie in that situation. You should say I don't know where John Smith is. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I'm breaking my own. But Lachlan, death. Lachlan, get yeah. fucked if you don't follow it all the time. You're not a
2: fucking rule utilitarian. <laughs>
0: No, I think the distinction between this and rule utilitarianism is that in rule utilitarianism, you're still doing a calculation of what's going to create the most utility. So then, and that's how you base your rules. Whereas Kant and the deontolo- deontologists are saying that you should do it because it's right. doesn't matter if this rule produces more utility okay. or less utility, you should do it because okay. it's the right thing to do. So Kant, you know, believed in moral facts, he believed in, you know, objective moral facts that were, you know, you could figure out through reason and everything. So, He thought that,
1: yeah. Okay, so you could apply it to a situation like... Immigration. So a rule utilitarianist would say no illegal immigrants at all. Everyone must come through the proper channels. Whereas a deontologist mm-hmm. would say, ah, oh, but this family has a really sick kid and they need to come to this country to get the proper healthcare. We'll let them break the rules because that's the right thing to do. Yes, is that am I understanding correctly?
0: Yeah, I guess I guess so. Because a rule utilitarian would say even in this case that might be a good thing to do, but we have to follow the rule. Yeah. Whereas a deontologist would think about what is the right thing to do, what is morally. Correct.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fuck deontology. You
0: don't like Immanuel Kant?
1: You think he's an Immanuel Kant? That. Still still uh, go with rule utilitarianism.
0: All right, so I thought a a good way to um, (laughs) sort of piece all of these apart is uh, to talk about an ethical situation and tell you how a utilitarian would view it and how a deontologist would and a virtue ethicist. So uh, have you guys watched The Office, The American Office? Yes. Yes. Excellent. So there's this episode called Scott's Tots, and um, in that episode, (laughs) Michael, the, the boss and the main character, um, ten years previously, he had promised the class of grade three students that he would pay for their college tuition, and this episode is set ten years later, uh, in the present day, when, um, uh, with the fallout, when it's time for him to pay up. So, obviously, he can't pay it, and it's really awkward and very sad, or, depending on your sense of humour, I guess it's very hilarious. So, um... Anyway, the receptionist in the show, Erin, she points out that uh, this particular class of students had a higher graduation rate than the rest of the school. So, in a way, Michael's promise, which he wasn't able to keep, may have actually had a positive Effect. Sorry, Lachlan, Brad. Do you think he was
1: uh, immoral
0: in making this promise?
1: Definitely, <laughs> Brad. It, it led to a good result, but uh, yes yeah. yeah. you shouldn't make promises you can't possibly keep. Yeah, well, you're know, sounding that, much you... like
2: a utilitarian there. <laughs> you know that yeah he knew that he would never be able to pay the money no no I think he was actually
0: like he got swept up in the moment obviously as well but I think he was swept up in the moment but there's no way he
2: could make the payment oh like like he he thought he was going to sell a
0: million books of his um, book how I manage and stuff like that um, yeah he would have thought that he maybe could have he um, had
2: very good intentions good intentions but it was not the correct decision
0: right so I this is what I'm this is what I've um, written so this is my uh, you know opinion or my way of saying it, but a utilitarian, they would have to do some calculations here, and they'd have to figure out um, if the higher graduation rate outweighs the betrayal and the devastation wrought upon these children. But <laughs> they'd have to do some calculations. is is the world have more? Does the world have more utility because there's a higher graduation rate, or does it have less utility because of the uh, betrayal? Um, a deontologist, on the other hand, would say, you know, you shouldn't have made that promise, but considering you did make the promise, you now have to figure out a way to keep it. And um, yeah. a virtue ethicist would say that uh, Michael is a cunt. Or at least, <laughs> <laughs> at least he is severely, severely uh, deficient in virtue, and this is just one of many good examples why. So, a virtue ethicist. I disagree
1: with that. I think he has too much virtue. It was like he—he he just was way too like trying to be way too generous, and he was really excited and emotional and wanted to help these kids. Like he was trying to be really virtuous. He had really good intentions, but he, hes hes not—he's not smart enough to understand that he couldn't ever possibly follow through on that
0: well Lachlan, a very famous virtue ethicist um named aristotle he um he thought that everything had to be done in moderation and there was a mean for uh, all sorts of virtues so you said he was too virtuous but too much of anything is a vice so um okay, you would okay. say he he was tr- he was attempting to be too generous well you know you should be an appropriate level of generous
1: well the road to hell is paved with good intentions <laughs>
0: Okay, but yeah, luckily, I think you can get an out here as well because you said you're more of a rule utilitarian, which you Definitely. would say that as a rule you shouldn't make promises that you aren't correct overwhelmingly sure you can keep. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Maybe yeah. you would say as a rule you have to be at least ninety eight percent sure you can keep the promise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I I personally would never promise anything that I wasn't sure I could follow up on, like a hundred percent sure.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Good rule. Good rule to follow. Um. Okay. <laughs> sorry. speaking. Speaking Speaking of um, virtue and virtuous people, I'm going to do my um, movie review now, which is about a very unvirtuous person.
1: Morgan! 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 Morgan!
0: Morgan's movie review! The movie I reviewed for this episode is called The Good Son, and The Good Son, made in 1993, is a very creepy film. So, it stars a 12-year-old Macaulay Culkin about a year or two before puberty hit and tanked his career, and it stars a 12-year-old Elijah Wood about 15 years before puberty hit and tanked his career. (laughs) So in the film, Elijah Wood's character is forced to stay with his cousins in Maine after his mother passes away and his father goes to Japan on business. And while trying to process his mother's death, he discovers that his cousin, played by Culkin, is a manipulative psychopath. Even worse, since no one will believe Elijah Wood's warnings, it is left up to him to foil his cousin's numerous murderous plans. Talk about a rough couple of weeks. Imagine losing your mum to cancer and then heroically saving people's lives, but rather than being thanked, having those same people think you're crazy. I remember watching this kid, watching this film as a kid, simply because Macaulay Culkin was in it, and I was such a big fan of his classics, such as Home Alone and its worthy sequel, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I wonder how many other children stumbled across this movie for the same reason and were equally (laughs) traumatised. (laughs) <laughs> now don't get me wrong I enjoyed this movie as a kid and again as an adult but almost 20 years later I think I'm still recovering from watching the adorable and hilarious Kevin McAllister drown his brother in a bathtub and shoot animals with a homemade crossbow Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's pretty rough
0: Uh, In all, The Good sign is well shot, has a fantastic setting, and the acting is first class. However, the music sounds like it would be more appropriate for an adventure film rather than a psychological thriller. This unfortunate soundtrack, along with the decision to cast the endearing kid from Uncle Buck, My Girl, and Home Alone as a psychopath, gives the film an awkward, uncanny tone. Macaulay Culkin was certainly the gold standard of child actors. He was so popular that he probably drew a bunch of kids to this film. And he was such a fantastic actor that he probably traumatized most of them. Eight out of ten. <laughs>
2: I like that. Nice. I do remember seeing this movie when I was younger as well. <laughs>
1: it is kind of fucked up, isn't it? I've never seen it. Yeah. Oh, you should nah. watch it.
2: When you, when you said shooting the animals the homemade, I was like, uh, I just had num flashbacks of it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um,
0: yeah, I watched that movie um, when I was a kid with my sister. We used to watch it all the time, and we loved it. But I didn't realize how fucking creepy it was. <laughs> like I knew it was like you know, uh, yeah, oh, it's pretty,
2: oh yeah, Oh my god, that's a fucked up movie. Yeah, you know, I knew it was. I knew
0: it was pretty messed up. But my sister, um, my sister and I actually watched it together again the other day, and um, the whole time she was just like, "Oh my god, this is fucking
1: crazy." <laughs> so that, that made
0: it um, extra exciting. But I was reading that Macaulay. Culkin's dad, um, who was his manager or whatever, said that he uh, the the only way he would do um, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, is if they gave him the lead role for this movie, The Good Son. Oh, really? Shit. Okay. Yeah. So they didn't want to cast Macaulay Culkin in it, because obviously he's like, typecast as like a cute, lovable kid. But his dad said, well, you know, he's not going to meet Donald Trump in the Four of a hotel in Lost in New York if, uh, <laughs> if uh, you, you don't cast him in The Good Sun. So, um, there you go. Interesting. Um, anyway, yeah. speaking of uh, ethics in movies, I was just going to say as an aside that um, a lot of my favorite movies have to do with um, ethics in a way, I guess, because I realized I have a really strong um, affinity for kidnapping films. Uh, I think you guys probably do as well so Gone Baby Gone that's a great film Taken that's an excellent film obviously Prisoners that's a really good film oh yeah Prisoners Mm -hmm. Man on Fire pretty good Uh, yep and uh, Ransom with
2: uh, Uh, I knew you were going to (laughs) bring Ransom I fucking love Ransom Get me back my son (laughs) 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 what a movie actually
0: now that i think about it um the best two scenes in a movie where somebody is like uh berating someone over a phone is taken and ransom
2: yeah absolutely. you
0: know i'll find you and i will kill you what a great line and um give me back my son so um i was going i was considering doing gone baby gone for um this but I thought it's just going to be a 10 10 out of 10 and it's a pretty fucking intense movie that I can't make too many jokes about so I did The Good Son and I watched it with my sister and we had a great time so and There's nothing uh, intense about children being drowned Nothing intense at <laughs> all. It's kind of like the, the um, contrast A light hearted of... <laughs> drowning <laughs> No like uh, it's kind of surreal in a way because you're watching Kevin McAllister do it you know he <laughs> like he's, he's, he's been pushed <laughs> too far by the, the wet bed <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair though, like the way Home Alone is made, um, you could give that a really dark tone,
1: and they those guys mm. could have died many times, like electric. <laughs> I've actually I've seen it recut like as a trailer, oh. and, as like <laughs> yes. a, a, yeah. a horror thriller type thing. All right, well, if I'll, you can... I'll find it. I'll find it. We'll put it on the plot. Yeah,
0: do that for sure. That'd be great. Oh, <laughs> yeah, kids... I've seen
2: that as well. It's fucking disturbing.
0: You notice that in a lot of kids' movies, actually, when you
2: see the violence in it, as an adult, you're like,
0: oh, that could probably kill a person. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, throwing. Bricks off a three-story brown brick <laughs> house in New York is definitely going to kill someone.
0: It was a funny scene, though. Let's be honest.
2: Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Blow torching people—that's that's that's, <laughs> that's good family fun. <laughs> <laughs> Putting nails on stairs. Ah! Swinging ah. a paint
1: can into his face. Uh. I just did. Yeah. What a great He's movie. Like a fucking
2: stone-cold sociopath.
1: Most horrifying of all, putting that tarantula on his face. Oh. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I'd cop several three-story bricks. Yeah, hundred percent. I would want a three-story brick in the face after that. <laughs> just end it. End it all. Yeah. Never be obvious.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we've run, we've run a bit long to do the Q&A, so I'll just do um, my segment here, and then we can close it out there, and then we can do... All the Q&A questions in the second and final recap. Does that sound okay to you guys? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I I had a uh, a segment that I want to do. I'm calling it lightning round ethics. And I want you guys to place these um actions on a scale of zero to 10. So it, it has to start at zero because zero means there's no ethical implication. It's not immoral to do this. And then like, like a one or two, for example, would be like, eh, it's bad, but it's not that bad. Then like eight or nine is like, Oh, that's really, really bad. And then 10 is, like, instant death penalty. Like, I'd kill that person on the spot. So, you guys ready? Yeah, so, uh, I missed yes. a lot of it. Oh, you pick it up. Uh, littering. <laughs> Lachlan, 0 to 10. Littering. You just finish a drink and throw the container out. So, Bread? 2. Uh, I'll go 4. It annoys me. Um, um, playing music ten. aloud from your phone in public. 5. <laughs> 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm going to go with... Uh, well, no. Uh, 7. That's really bad. Um, Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, five. (laughs) Um, What about not waving to somebody when they let you into traffic? Oh, eight. Mm,
2: Yeah, I'll go go with eight as well. It's such an arsehole thing to do. I almost want it to be punishable by (laughs) that. I feel like you should be able to drive straight into their car, and if they die, that's on them.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, I'm going to go with seven. I think it's just so rude. Um, this one, uh, let's say you have some pet chickens and, um, you feed them, you know, leftover scraps and stuff. What if you feed them leftover chicken? So you're feeding chickens to chickens.
2: Zero. They love it. Ten. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking chicken cannibalism and I know your family does this, you sick fuck.
1: No, they love it. Chickens love, you know, eggshell is like really good for their beak. He's talking
2: about eating the desiccated carcasses of other chickens. Yes. That's fucked up. Zero. That's like you eating people. Zero. What's <laughs> wrong with you?
0: Okay, uh, this is something that um, really rustles my jimmies. So, um, when you're walking through the supermarket and you notice that somebody has put back a grocery item in the wrong place. So, they've got like a pack of spaghetti, for example, and then they're walking down the confectionery aisle and they're like, oh wait, I don't want this spaghetti. And then they just put it next to the chocolate bath
1: instead of walking six. back to the spaghetti aisle. I worked at a supermarket for years, six.
2: I didn't work at a supermarket, one.
1: And if it's, if it's like a Hold like a refrigerated right. item and they put it back on the shelf, then it's a nine.
2: I'll, I'll bump it to a four if it's a
0: <laughs> Well, I, I had a very, very brief stint at a um, Safeway uh, where I was working stacking shelves and um, I really, really, really didn't like that job at all. And I think the main problem was I didn't like the people I was working with because you're not allowed to listen to music or listen to podcasts or something. So you're just stacking shelves, which is very boring. So you have to have, you have to be able to talk to the person next to you and have a good conversation. Then it would be fine. If I was working with either of you two guys it would be alright. right but i was working with this guy and somebody left a yogurt like one of those single yogurts they just left it like in a you know normal aisle they didn't put it back in the fridge they just like put it next to cat food or something like that so i was walking past this guy i was working with and i go what sort of fucking sociopath puts this like yogurt next to the cat food and he was just like oh uh, yeah i guess so that guy sucked (laughs) I should imagine working with someone like that? It just didn't have an opinion. Just didn't say, that's a 10. That's a 10. <laughs> it's so rude. I think for a dry item back in another dry place, you know, probably a seven, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you've got like frozen food and, um, you take it, you put it somewhere out of the freezer or refrigerated food and you put it out of the refrigerator. That's yeah. That's a 10. Yeah. Um, Sorry to go on a bit of a rant there. What about if you're on a on a train and a pregnant woman gets on and uh someone doesn't offer their seat to a pregnant woman?
2: Six. Yeah, I'd say like a seven. Yeah, seven. I'd say I find
0: it, it, yeah. yeah, depending on how heavily pregnant she is, I'd say it's like a
1: seven.
2: Yeah.
0: Alright. Fighting in a crowded elevator, intentionally.
1: Can <laughs> <we> go negative. <laughs> what number is the hilarious number
2: negative 10 (laughs) that's fucking funny especially when you don't acknowledge it at all and just sit there and just wait (laughs) like because no one knows who to blame like if it is if it is silent and you just let them stew on it like who was who was the mystery father like that is that's
0: beautiful (laughs) i'm gonna say zero if it is loud but not smelly and then like two if
2: it's smelly I think as it gets the smellier it is, the funnier it is.
0: (laughs) You go into the negatives, it's like, you're morally obliged to
2: save up a fart for an (laughs) element.
0: Yes. (laughs) I think (laughs) the world would be a better place. Uh... One okay. Um, graffitiing a public building. Eight. I'm not talking like doing some street art where you know the government yeah. said, eight. "Oh, you can draw in this building if you like." It's um, somebody <laughs> just doing a shitty tag on some sort of public yeah. building, Lachlan.
2: So we're not talking like lush sucks. We're talking like like, like a like a three. What?
1: I'm going
0: to... eight. I'm going at. Uh, I'm going at eight it's a on victimless that victimless crime. No, no. I'm going at eight on that. All right, Lachlan. Victimless crime. What about this one? Graffitiing a private building. Someone graffiti's the side of your
2: house.
1: That's that's a seven.
2: <laughs> nine. All there. Yeah, and nine as well. Just fucking... Uh, no one gives a shit about your shitty name written in fucking text or all Spray paint. Like, it gives a fuck?
0: Yeah, that's a nine. Um, spoiling the end of a movie. Oh, ten.
1: Logan? Five.
0: Do you think it matters if it's intentional, if you're just talking to a mate and they're like,
2: wait, I haven't seen that movie. And are like, oh, uh, so. yeah,
1: actually. Yeah, if it's accidental, uh, I'd give it
2: a four. If it's yeah. on purpose, that's like an eight. Hmm. Ten, and if it's accidental, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll knock it back to a five. I think it was, uh, yeah, I'll go 5 and 6. But if you're talking about a movie within the first two weeks of it coming out, and even if it's unintentional, it's a 10. Because you should always check to see if someone's seen that
0: movie. Yeah, the the date of release
2: is obviously, like,
0: you know, if I'm going to spoil the end of Jaws right now by telling you what happens at the end, that's not a big deal. It's like a 45-year-old movie, 40-year-old movie. It's not a big deal. But, you know, I don't know what's in the movies now. But if I was to spoil one of those movies, that's Um. Okay, what about reclining your seat on a short flight? This isn't a sleeping flight where you're going to fly from here to America and you're going to fucking be sleeping for as much as you can. Like, this is just here to fucking Brisbane, a couple of
2: hours. Seven. Red. Well I mean I can only speculate I usually pay the extra money to get the leg room because I'm not a tall person but I, I just want that leg space. Yeah. Um, so usually there's no one in front of me but um, I could imagine that that would be like a six or a seven.
0: You can't use your in-flight entertainment properly anymore like fucks up the angle yeah. and you just don't have room yeah, anymore bad angle. and then yeah. it can start a chain reaction where you put your seat back because you have to. Yeah
1: it essentially forces everyone behind that person yeah. to put their seat back.
0: I think it's, it's courtesy to ask you shouldn't just like go back and rip it back you should say like oh do you mind? And then you yeah, better yeah, have a good read. Then
1: what if that person says done? No? Well, then you don't do it. Yeah, but I really want to put my seat back <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you go, look, it was really a courtesy I'm going to do it anyway <laughs> That's right. You're like, oh, this is awkward now <laughs> <laughs> It's easier
1: to ask for forgiveness Than it is to ask for
2: permission So there's <laughs> <laughs> Lock- with six pending rape charges Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus um, That's
1: not true That's not true <laughs> I have zero pending rape charges acquitted yeah, yeah, of You've all been charges. convicted <laughs> Acquitted of all of them <laughs> all right this
0: will this will be the last one for the lightning round ethics uh what about using a urinal right next to someone when another one is available oh no one that's that
2: that's a solid 10
1: that, not only is that morally wrong but it also <laughs> breaks like the natural law of being a man
2: yeah <laughs> there, if there is a urinal space available then you should always if possible one urinal gap between. Like,
1: you know how uh, animals are born with, like, they're born with the knowledge of their predators and yeah. their prey and stuff, and, like, they know what they're supposed to go near and not, and yeah. all that sort of thing. Men are born with the knowledge that you don't use the urinal next to someone else.
2: <laughs> when there's free urinals available. Like, so You put right. an animal in a cage, and they'll all shit in the corner. They don't shit in the center exactly. of the fucking place. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it's just innate. Like, I walk into a toilet, and I have a quick scan around, and I go, yep, yeah, that's the furthest urinal I can use from the, the other gentleman in here i don't That's walk right. over to the guy next to me like the one next to him and go hey how's your day going <laughs> sweet cock
1: <laughs> this must be where the dicks
2: hang out yeah <laughs> like it's when people do it it's so fucking awkward like you're like what the fuck man you've got oh, well, all okay. this space. i'm pissing i'm holding my genitals in my hand I don't need you to be this close to me. Alright? <laughs> uh I'm gonna give it a zero. I think it's funny. <laughs>
0: you fucking would. You piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's fine. What's the problem? It's not a moral issue. It's just a funny issue. It is a moral issue. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's definitely moral, yeah. They're breaking
1: some serious. It becomes moral a moral currency. issue when that person gets murdered. <laughs> um <And> it's justified. <laughs>
0: okay so that'll uh that'll be the end of um our ethics recap is there anything you guys want to say about ethics next time we're going to be talking about uh the other episodes and the other topics we covered so is there any final word on ethics anything you guys want to take back clear up
1: um haven't been surprised by any of the horrible things brad has said and i'm surprised that you've been surprised by the horrible things that both brad and i have said I,
0: you know, I I thought it was a bit of a joke, you guys are both uh, jerks and stuff like that, but I I just, I didn't think anyone I know would push that button, like, I really didn't. And actually, like, I was in a weird, like, I was in a really weird headspace for, like, a week after that, and it was just, like, every person I met, or, like, saw, of people I know, like, at uni, I'd, like, look at someone, I'd be like, would he push the button? Would that guy push the button?
2: (laughs) the answer I started, is yes sir. I started asking people
0: who knew me well like that it wasn't going to be weird if I asked them that but I started asking a lot of people and I asked my girlfriend I was like terrified of what she might say um you know because I don't want to break up with her I like her um <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it was just a weird it was just a weird uh week and it took a while and you know I'm <laughs> still getting over it. <laughs> it was like it was like the good son. I'm st- like was still traumatized.
2: <laughs>
0: I went in expecting one thing, came out altered for life. Um, <laughs> Brad, do you want to apologize to any communities or any friends, for example? Good friends?
1: Um podcast co host
2: Yeah, any podcast hosts. No, I can't I can't think of anyone I'd like to apologise to. Alright, that'll be it for the uh, ethics recap. Uh, that was a lot of fun
0: and uh, tune in next time for the uh, regular recap, the non-ethics recap.
1: Make sure you check us out on the social media, Facebook and Twitter. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere else you get your podcasts uh, and uh, rate us and leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that actually really Really helps us out and uh, tell your friends, you know, get your friends involved, get them listening. You can uh, talk about us and the ridiculous things we say uh, just throughout your daily life. <laughs>
2: that really tailed out there, didn't it? <laughs>